They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. We're trying to build the championship freaking football team right now. Come on, I'm gonna show you how great I am. And welcome in to the next exciting, thrilling, probably best thing you can do with your day episode <laughs> of Fans of the Weast with your hosts, Durf and Dylan. That's basically just seamless at this point. We're good to go. <laughs> it took yeah. like six, it took like six and a half weeks because I remember at the end of the episode last week, we nailed it. So now like mm-hmm. we're, we're there. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've made it now. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that you love to see, folks. That's an, It's episode seven already of this amazing already? show. Already? I mean, I've been having a blast personally. Yeah. Um, mainly because I, I think what helps is, uh, you know, my team, Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, are better than the Buffalo Bills. So it, like, feels really good. Ah. Like heading into this week, knowing that like the superior team is on my side, it, it's a good feeling. I guess, but no, <laughs> you're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, they did score more points than the Bills did last week, so I'll lot, give them that. A lot more points, like not just just not more points, like a lot more. <laughs> Do you realize Geno Smith is the leader for MVP? <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna talk it into existence. I'm curious. I'm curious as to uh, how many points the Bills will put up against the Lions Thanksgiving Day. Ooh boy! If the Seahawks put up 48, the Bills should the be Bills able to drop like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as we're not doing like mercy rule, like maybe like 70. <laughs> like, let's let's make an NFL record here. Let's see what we can do. That'd be awesome. Man, it was a heck of a week last week. I went to the bar with uh, our buddy Matt, and we watched the Bills game, and I watched the Seahawks game on my phone, and uh, it was an electric environment. Nice. It was absolutely electric. Just because the Bills game, the way that broke down, we'll obviously talk about that. And then I'm sitting here watching the Seahawks game on my phone, and I'm, like, getting all, like, I get all ramped up and excited, and I'm, like, jumping out of the booth, and people are just, like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like nothing happened. It's on a commercial break. What's he doing? <laughs> it's like my Rashad Penny just broke off for a thirty-yard touchdown run. Why are you not excited? Because we didn't know that happened. Oh, that's fair. Okay, I get it. 
<laughs> I just thought you were excited about the, the, this uh, new medicine that came, that came out with it. They want all people, all people to try. Right, exactly. Like, who, how can you not be excited about evacuatrism? Evac- like, that's just revolutionary <laughs> stuff right here. Revolutionary. Oh, my gosh. Um, it gives you slight stomach pain. <laughs> yeah, slight stomach pains. You know, side effects include, you know, stomach pain, uh, you know, death, stuff like that, coughing up blood. No big It's fine. <laughs> It's, it's fine. No it only deal. affects 75% of the people that take it. Yes. That's, and you know, <laughs> as long as you are a lucky person, you'll be fine. You know, there you go. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, th- this, the unofficial sponsor for this episode is going to be the month of October. Just as a whole, just because October is an amazing month. Not, not only is it spooky season, mm-hmm. which is just like a, like a top tier season of the year. Uh, we also, this is probably the most elite sports month out of the yeah. whole year. And it's hard to argue. Right. I mean, you have, let's see, I, I, I had it here next to me, so I didn't forget something, but NFL and college football, obviously we're just, yep. we're going along with that. Uh, go Q's or five and oh, love it. Love to see it. Major league baseball wrapping up the regular season. Pretty sure it ends like in the next like two days, two, three days, maybe. I think tomorrow may be the last day. I think tomorrow is the last day. I think because there was a couple, um, like got a notification that uh, Jeff McNeil got the batting record. Oh, did by he? Sitting out the sitting out the season finale today. Good for him. For whatever team he played, I think he played for the Mets. Mm. And he beat out Freddie Freeman. Yeah, Judge kind of choked that one away at the end of the season here. Right. A lot of strikeouts in the season because he's just swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences. Which is fair. You can't win two. You can't be the home run you right. know, new champ there and also get the triple crown. Like You, you got to share. You got to share the glory a little bit. That's how this works. <laughs> um, and then the playoffs is starting, and then the World World Series starts around uh, October 28th. Mm-hmm. NHL season starts October 7th. Very excited for that. I make a lot of money in hockey betting. It's there like you where I like you. You would think football. Football is where I make money. It's hockey. <laughs> like for some reason, hockey is just kind of like relatively easy to bet on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's and they usually give you pretty good odds. Like football is tough because they don't give you good odds on like anything. Right. So like you have to usually build parlays to make money. Hockey is just like everything is like in the hundreds. <laughs> it's it's very easy. Um. And then uh, NBA season starts October 19th, which personally, I don't care. But, you know, some people like that. Some people like that. Um, so, yeah, that's the month of October. Unofficial sponsor for this uh, for this episode 7 of Fans of the Weas. Gotta love it. like it. All right, so we're going to jump into uh, what happened last week. Let's talk about a little bit of football. Football. Uh, do you want to flip a coin to see who goes first? I feel like we should be keeping track of, like, who goes first every week, but we don't. I don't, I don't I'm know. trying to remember who went first last week. Um, boy, oh boy, that's a tough I one. Because both teams lost, so we. Oh, that's right. I don't remember who went. Um, well, we'll, uh, well. I guess we'll just we'll just go in the order of what's on here. Then I guess that'll yeah. make it easy. And then we'll we'll actually remember for next week. Now we will remember. I promise. I might even write it down. That's how serious I'm taking this. <laughs> Well, as we said before, um, the Seahawks did, in fact, score 48 points in this football game. Um, and if you would have told me a Geno Smith-led Seahawks team could score 48 points, I would call you an absolute madman, and I would probably put you on a vasterless sim um, because, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it does for you, but you probably need something. Um, and they still won. Although they gave up 45 points to a Detroit mm-hmm. Lions team that did not have Amon Ross Saint, Sun God, uh, DeAndre Swift, or another wide receiver, Josh Reynolds maybe. Or no, it wasn't Reynolds. It was somebody else. I don't remember who their other wide receiver was out. But they're missing their top two wide receivers and their number one running back. And they still okay. let up 45 points. So that's that's a concerning thing. Um, but that's something that we kind of all knew through three weeks even. That the Seahawks right. defense is absolutely probably the the worst thing we've ever seen this team put on a football field in a right. long time. 
Uh, and it's unfortunate because the offense is doing amazing things. Rashad Penny is absolutely showing flashes of what he did at the end of last year. Uh, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas are probably the best two offensive linemen uh, rookies in the league right now. I mean, they uh, Abe Lucas through four games has not allowed a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just he's been a beast. He wasn't preseason, so we kind of saw this coming from him. Uh, DK Metcalf popped off for this week, finally had a big game. Tyler Lockett again doing Tyler Lockett things. We still didn't really see a wide receiver three, but at this point I'm going to let that one die because I don't think we need a wide receiver three. We have Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, and Noah Fant. And Pete Carroll must have listened to last week's episode or and or saw my <laughs> tweets about how I want each of them to have like five targets a game. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure all of them probably reached. I think at bare minimum they got at least three. I know Disley probably had about five. They got involved 100%, and they're just awesome. They are Our tight end group is so talented. I would put our tight end group up against any other tight ends in the league. They might not be Travis Kelsey's, but together, those three, along with DK and Tyler... Electric, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing talents. Um, to go uh, to go off of what I said last week here, oh, Tariq Woolen once again proves himself. He did not have to go up against the Sun God, but he did have a pick six in this game. Uh, nice. He's playing just, he's just been amazing. If it wasn't for the penalties, he mm-hmm. might be one of the best, like, corners in the league. I'm not even going to joke about that because right now his QBR, like, allowed – QBR when he's targeted is one of the one of the lowest in the league. It's less than Jalen Ramsey, and he's also beating out fellow rookie corner Sauce Gardner with the Jets, who's also having a very good season and being talked about a lot. But Tariq is not, which is fair because he's on a crappy defense. So it's hard to like talk about a guy who's which, on one of the worst defenses in the league, which happens a lot of time. It's like the one bright spot is Tariq, but it's hard to get mentioned when you're letting 45 points up to a hurt Lions team. So it's not right. his fault, but I see what they're going for. Um, so that was a big plus there. Uh, the pass rush did not get going, which is why I think the lions scored 45. They could not get to golf. Um, they did okay with the run game, but Jamal Williams still popped off, which hit one of the bets. I said, Jamal Williams, anytime score, obviously that was going to happen. That was free money. Nice. Uh, I also said Lions spread minus four and a half. That did not happen. Obviously. Um, if it was plus four and a half, we would have been good to go, but oh, well, Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, pass rush did not get going. Still something that needs to be worked out. I don't understand what's going on with that. Because last year they showed so much promise, and now it's just like non-existent. It's kind of it's it's really upsetting. And then I already talked about point three, which was the wide receiver three. Don't need it because we have our tight ends. So overall, doing great stuff. Uh, Geno Smith. I'll talk about him a little bit more when we get to next week's mat next week's matchup. Uh, but first, we'll uh, well next we'll talk about the Bills v the Ravens. Yeah, and what a game that was! Like it was like a tale of two halves. It seemed like for the most part. Um, but the Bills did end up with the win, with a game-ending field goal by Tyler Bass to win twenty-three to twenty. Big balls, Bass. Pretty much, BBB. We're going to have him on the show someday. And I'm going to be like, everyone, welcome to the show. Big balls, bass. That's what we're going to say. It's going to happen. So, yeah, great game. I guess a tail of two halves there, basically. Um, Bills just looked bad in the first half. Like, got a late first half touchdown, which, you know, helped them start that comeback of – 20 unanswered points. You know, they were down 20 to 3 before that first half touchdown um, that went to Isaiah McKenzie. But, you know, this Bills defense has only allowed seven points in the second half of any game through the first four weeks. And that was only given up to the Dolphins. Ah. Of course, Which it's the game they lose. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. Um, but only seven points. Like, that's through four games. It's pretty good. 
Um, as much as I think it was the Bills' defense that I think had a lot of attributing factors to that and the Bills' offense getting it right, I still think this Ravens' defense kind of just like got flat-footed and thought, oh, we're up this many points, we're good, which is the exact same thing we did against the Dolphins. Um, I thought it wasn't as it wasn't a 17 point comeback. It was a 21 point comeback for the Dolphins when the Dolphins played them. Um, so shocking stack. I think the Ravens are now 0 and 5 at home the last five games uh, of the regular season. So that's disappointing. Like, why would you want to go? To, why would you want to go to a Ravens game if they always lose now? Um, but back to the Bills. I thought they did a really good job of containing Lamar Jackson. Um, didn't see Lamar definitely put a lot more in his arm than his legs, it seems like. And when he did run, I think the Bills contained absolutely perfectly um, to not let him get up the field that he normally tries to do. Uh, definitely some hard hitting in this game, but the weather was not good. So um, I think that played in the favor of the Bills for sure. And, you know, Bills being healthy for game time was slightly okay. Not not great. Um, More people Bills played than I expected, honestly. Like, Mitch was back. Yeah. Gabe was back. A couple of the guys that were, weren't just, like, out because of heat stroke. Like, right. Like, people actually, like, came back and played, which I, yeah, I, was, I was a little bit yeah. surprised by all the – like, Poyer was back. I didn't Poyer expect that. Poyer was back, which – I was kind of expecting that. Um, he did have the giant elbow brace on. Um, he did go out at the end of the game because he got that wind knocked out of him, basically on the interception. But he didn't have to go back on. The, he didn't have to go back out on the field anyway because the offense just controlled the ball for the next two minutes and ran into the game. Um, little surprise we haven't seen Ed Oliver or Jordan Phillips come back yet. So it must be the muscle, you know, the ankle or the. You know, I think it's a calf and an ankle. Um, must be those are a little bit so still tender compared to what the what the Bills wanted to be, but we have enough depth there. That the Bills don't have to, you know, they don't give up any, they don't have to give up just everything, you know, when they don't have those players there. Um, did lose Jamison Crowder in this game, uh, I believe with a broken ankle. Oh, broken ankle or f- fractured ankle. Those yeah, are the he, same thing in my mind, personally. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, did see the updated concussion protocol go into effect for Isaiah McKenzie, which I think was still a defenseless. It should have been a flag for defenseless receiver. Probably. But I think that's something that the Rats just aren't calling this year. They didn't call it against Austin Knox last week, and they're not going right. to call it this week, I guess. Um. So, you know, Bills did get a little healthy coming into game time, but then obviously still lost a couple of players. But should be, I think, okay still going on. Um, and balance on offense, you know, was the third thing I was looking to watch last week. They're still very pass-heavy, and I think it just is what it is. Um, but one thing that I, you know, I heard while watching the broadcast was – the Bills have come out and said that they you know, these screen passes that they like to do, these quick the quick outs, say they throw behind the line of scrimmage, that is their run game. And it's worked. So Yeah, as long as you know how to do it, that's great. Right. Because the Seahawks can't. Like they want to do stuff like that, but they are dog shit at it. Yeah. Like they're the worst screen team in the NFL by far. So I'm happy to see the Bills can pull it off because yes, they do do it pretty well. Right. So, and then uh, the other point that I had last week was the will we see more Dustin Knox? He's kind of been a little bit of a setback um, compared to what I think what we expected or remembered from him last year. But there's still time in the season. I think he's still going to get a couple targets here and there. Um, I was a little surprised Gabe Davis didn't have more targets, but I think with the conditions, a little tough to you know, for Josh to put the ball where he needs to for, for Gabe to. It kind of felt Gabe like Gabe might have still been dealing with the injury. A little bit, yeah. Like kind of, he just felt like he didn't have that extra step he usually did. And, like, even if the right. ball was close, it wasn't like he was fighting for it. It was just kind of like, yeah. oh, it wasn't dead nuts on my hand. So, pff, oh, well. Like, 
Yeah. Kind of what it felt like. Right. Oh, for sure. So, oh, those are my points and things to watch, though. But then, then my bet last week that technically would have made it end in a tie. Ah, uh, was got yourself a push right there. Bills minus three, so. Almost there. Well, you were you were smart not to go to three and a half, right? So, that's good. It's a push. Yeah. We get our money back and we move on to next week. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but yeah. All right. What was uh? It was Bills minus three. Was in fact the spread last week too. Uh, and the lines was minus four and a half. Yeah, we kind of mentioned that because those were in the bets. So I just want to double check that. Right. Um. All right. So that was last week's football game. Uh, not to mention, the, the I think the play of the games games uh, was unfortunately not one of our teams, but it was Lamar Jackson escaping that sack where everyone in the bar thought, like, oh, we got him. And he somehow <laughs> spins out of it. And then he's about oh. to get sacked again. And then he just mm-hmm. chucks the ball into the air. The ball, oh, is, the ball is tipped by, like, two Bills guys <laughs> and then falls into the hands of a tiptoeing uh, Duvernay, maybe. Duvernay. And yeah. he tiptoes the sideline and get and he, he catches it. Like, abs, that was an like, ins- insane play. Like, we just kind of watched the TV. It was like, yeah, that's that's going to be ESPN's top play of the week. That's the one. <laughs> it's, that's that's going to be hard to beat right there. Oh, right. my gosh. That was... <laughs> So the next time they did sack Lamar, we're all just sitting there like, "Is he actually down this time? Are, are the whistles blowing? We got oh, they, all right, we got him. All right, we got him. We got him." Yeah. So I think like someone who was involved in that play too is like, I just gotta say, Matt Milano has been balls to the wall so last week good. and the season in general. Like him and Tremaine Edmonds are just flying around the field and like. They actually have the defense, I think, set up correctly. Mm-hmm. So it allows these guys to do what they're good at. Like Matt Milano is like kind of reminding me of like your guys is Bobby Wagner. Right. And like kind of playing the same way. He's like super aggressive and he's involved in like every single tackle, every play. Mm-hmm. He is just there. I yeah. love seeing it because nothing is sexier to watch than a middle linebacker who is on fire. Because he oh, will yeah. be in every play, because that's what he's meant to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's so much fun to see, so much fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're going into week five. We're already going into week five of mm-hmm. the NFL season. Uh, we're heading into week five while I sit at both four and zero oh in both of my fantasy football leagues. Thought I'd mention that real quick. Nice. Impressive, impressive start from yours truly. I got my first win this week. Hell yeah. All yeah. right. Woo. One and three, baby. <laughs> I obliterated my opponent, my opponent, too. An obliteration as well. Oh, yeah. It was a big one. Uh, and in my other league, we had a tie. Both people scored 130. Oh, geez. And we even do decimal points, too, in that league. So that's oh. that makes it even more impressive. <laughs> oh, uh, but one man. of the guys who was 0-3 in that league as well also, like, he scored like his team scored like 192 points. So we got his first win too, but I was just like 100 and like you go 0 and 3 and then you're just like, "Oh, 192 points." Like, what the? Hell? What? <laughs> I forgot who was on his team, but like, holy cow. Yeah. Um so week 5, the Seahawks will be going to New Orleans. One of their first uh back-to-back East Coast games here. This is what they do to the Seahawks every year, man. It just sucks. Like, you got to go all the way to Detroit, fly back to Seattle, and now we're playing in New Orleans. Every year we got to do this carp. This do garbage. they actually fly all the way back to Seattle, or they find somewhere to you know, stay somewhat close? I'd like to think they did, but I'm not sure. I cannot confirm one or the other. I feel like they probably don't because of so many colleges that, like, yeah. are doing college football things. They can't just, like, give up space for an NFL team. Mm. So... I'd like to yeah. think they didn't go all the way back, but honestly, I do not know. Because I didn't see any practice footage, so maybe that's why I didn't see practice footage was because they're not in Seattle. Maybe. Um, so they will be facing the Saints, who are coming off of a very tough loss in London. A little bit of uh, boom, boom, double doink action double there to doink. lose the yeah. game. Will Lutt, 61-yard field goal, double doink. That's exciting. And I feel like that's how you know the league's not rigged. 
because like mm. you can't even try to double doink. Like you, there's no script where it's like, make sure you double doink this in London. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, and you know, the saints were playing basically a practice squad team last week, uh, cause they did not have Kamara Thomas or Winston. So I'm just kind of interested where they'll see it throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, neither Winston, uh, need nor, uh, Michael Thomas practiced today. I know that much. So they are still, we know Michael Thomas is a baby. So who knows how long a simple toe injury will keep him out. And then Winston, uh, yeah, he's like got a broken back. So, you know, it's okay if he sits on, you, know, you take your time, bud. Um, uh, and I'm not sure about Kamara. I have not heard anything about that. Yeah. Um, for Geno Smith, I mean, we saw like he we saw Geno struggle in his one game this year was against the Niners. That was like the one game bad game he's had all season. Because the 49ers obviously have very good defense. I mean, the Rams just got absolutely obliterated by them. Not point wise, but like seven sacks on Matthew right. Stafford. Like overall they got destroyed by the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um so they have a very good defense. Another team with a good defense is the Saints. I mean, overall, I mean, they give Tom Brady a fit, uh, you know, struggle every single time. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I think they are a top ten defense, so Geno will be tested this week. Uh, he he was not tested last week against Detroit, which most teams will not be tested by that defense apparently. So he has to. We're, we're going to see him again. We've seen him pop off against bad talent defenses. Let's see if we can solve a good defense. You know, this will be right. the true, the first real, true test of like maybe we don't entirely need to tank like what if there's just this weird chance of like at least making the playoffs and having some fun because some fans are starting to reach that point personally i still think it's like what's the what's the point like why like there's no super bowl team here like we're not gonna (laughs) like the defense is never gonna be good enough this this year to win a super bowl so like why bother um i still think we should be in tank mode but we have to talk about the fun side of things. It's not fun to sit here and be like, yeah, they should lose. We have to talk about winning. <laughs> so uh, Gino's going to need to solve a tough defense and still throw the ball downfield, have that playbook wide open for him, unlike it was with the, with the 49ers, because he can obviously do the whole playbook. We just saw it. They ran a billion plays and scored a bunch of points. Uh, so I still need to see that. Same thing. With our running back, see if the running game can keep going. Um, yeah, overall, just you know, solve the good defense. Geno Smith has a seventy-seven point three percent completion percentage right now, which is the most for a quarterback ever in NFL history through four games. Granted, some of those were very short passes through the first two weeks, but he's really <laughs> opened it up the past two weeks, and he still has a good per- completion percentage. Nice. So. And he, now he's had his top. He has just over a thousand yards passing, which does put him in the top ten for passing yards. Which again proves that it's not just dinks and doinks. You know, he's throwing the ball downfield because right. uh, you yep. know our team can't get yards after the catch. It's in, it's physically impossible. <laughs> like we're the worst team in the league when it comes to yak. You can look it up. It's like bottom mm-hmm. twenty eight. Um, so he's doing great. Gino's popping off. So we get to the three things to watch is exactly that can you know the saints defense slow down gino or can they keep going but more more kind of focused in is going to be abe lucas and charles cross to keep doing their thing against marcus davenport and the cameron jordan who are their premier edge rushers and that's the reason the saints are as good as they are the back end is like kind of mid tyron matthew's been very quiet this season but the pass rush is just elite. So I want to see my boys, yeah. my rookies. I need them to hold up against premier pass rushing talent. Abe Lucas, for the most part, has. Charles Cross has had a little bit of issues, like when he went up against Bradley Chubb and Nick Bosa. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be getting more of Cameron Jordan this game. So Godspeed, brother. We need you. <laughs> uh, I have Tariq Woolen and, and specifically Kobe Bryant. Going up against probably Jarvis Landry and and Chris Olave because I don't know if Michael Thomas is playing. I'm going to assume he's not. Personally, I just don't think he's going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Landry's been playing well, and obviously Olave has just popped off these past two weeks. He's really emerging right now. 
with Michael Thomas not playing. Um, so I'm going to need Tariq Woolen to keep doing his thing because as we've seen, and I've already read, told you the stats, he's been great. And he's mm-hmm. going to get another tough matchup this week. And more specifically for Kobe Bryant playing in the nickel spot because he's not an outside corner. Uh, we've, we've officially <laughs> put him in the nickel spot, which is fine. Where he he's, belongs. He's been doing pretty well there. He forced a fumble last week, so nice. he does well there so far. He's a little underside, undersized to be an outside corner, mm-hmm. as we've seen now. Um, so I just want him to be able to control that slot where you're mostly going to see Chris Olave start most of his routes. So I'm going to need him to get physical against a fellow rookie. And then I need, I know we've talked a lot about Geno, the passing game. Where in the hell is Kenneth Walker Jr. the third? Wait, is it his real name? No, it's just Kenneth Walker the third. Oh, okay. Because I was like, who named their kid that? <laughs> uh, that was a thing that always came from Dan Patrick's show. Uh, when Russell uh, Wilson was there, they would, they would always call him Russell Wilson Jr. the third, which was like never, <laughs> it wasn't really his name or he wasn't even a junior right. the third. They just called him that for some reason. But this is actually <laughs> Kenneth Walker the third. So I just threw the junior in there for a Dan oh, Patrick okay. shout out. But. I've actually been watching a lot of Dan Patrick lately. I love Dan Patrick. It's such a good show. I watch him uh, Thursday, Friday mornings and Tuesday mornings a thousand times. He's where I think I get a lot of my desire to do podcasting. Because I, I yeah, love he's Dan. definitely different. Like yeah. it's a, he definitely has a unique show, and it's, it's so interesting that he always calls ESPN the mothership. The mothership. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a it's a little bit of a slight, but also you know acknowledging that they're right. the center of everything, but they're also aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but like, where is Walker, man? Where's our rookie? Where's our second round rookie here, man? He gets a couple carries here and there, and he like he's shown some speed on like one or two plays a game. Like I know he has it in him, but Rashad Penny's just doing too well to give him enough carries, which is unfortunate. Like I don't want to slow down the train just to give the rookie carries, but at the same time, when you're in my mindset of like, yeah, we should be tanking, I do want to give him more carries. I want to see if we have a talent here at running back because mm. you can, you can hang on to Rashad. We have him locked in, I think for another year after this one, but you, you gotta, you gotta see what you have. You can't just let him sit right. there all season. It's like, well, Rashad's popping off. So I guess we're just not going to test out the rookie. Like you gotta give him his shots Yep. because look how long it took Rashad Penny to come alive. It took him his entire rookie contract to finally get going. Yeah. I don't want to see that again with Kenneth Walker. I want to see this guy <laughs> live. And I don't want to, I don't want Rashad Penny to get hurt. I don't I, that's not how I want to see this happen. I just want to him to get a fair share of carries just so I could witness him. That's all I want. That's all I want. So I'm looking for him to get yeah. I want ooh, between rushes and catches, I'd like to see him touch the ball 15 times. In this upcoming game, that's what I want. I'm probably All not right. going to get it, but that's what I want to see. Yeah, I'll say you'll probably get closer to ten, maybe. Probably, that's that's fair. But I would like to see fifteen because then I could that that would show me a commitment to your rookie running back and that you want right. him to be a part of this team. Mm-hmm. Just my, just just me. Maybe that's just me being greedy because I want to see something new and shiny. <laughs> but we've seen flashes. Right. We know I kind of know that it's there, mm-hmm. but they're just not giving them enough. Um so my favorite bets this segment brought actual segment this is brought to you by an actual sponsor of BetUS. You can bet on sports betting and sports at BetUS from any state. You make an account and you can just do it. Mm-hmm. And you when you sign up and make your deposit, you use the promo code OOTF because I'm too lazy to change it. And and there you go. You nailed it. You got 125% deposit bonus. And you can start sports betting. Doesn't matter what state you're in. It's awesome because it's Canadian based. Canadians. So uh there you go. Bet US. You can do sports betting at Bet US. I wonder what their actual slogan is. It should be that. <laughs> like you don't need something snappy or fancy. You just right. need something that's like, this is what we do. Bet US. 
sports betting. Yeah. There you go. There Slap you go. that on a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite bets are under 46. Uh, I could I could see, you know, obviously the Saints have the ability to put up some points, especially on this piss defense. Mm-hmm. But I want I, I I I get this weird feeling in my soul. Like since there's like a couple injuries over there on the Saints side, this mm-hmm. might be the week. This might be the week that they slow down an offense. Not not like not you know not completely stop them and they only score like nine points, but right. maybe not like forty five. All right. True. And then like this is a tough defense. So I don't expect the Seahawks to go out there and score 48. I I see this to being like a 20 to 23 game, which puts us at 43. Hmm. Bang. Well, that's actually the Bills score. So there you go. That's what I think the end score might be. <laughs> uh, and I also have a Chris Olave anytime score. I think if the nice. Saints do score a touchdown, it'll be Chris Olave because he is just so good. So he's been playing so well. So like there you it. go. That That's my entire breakdown for the Saints and Seahawks. I feel like that took a while. It's all good. But it's a fun game. I think this will be it's, good. It could be. Yeah, it's got the appeal of being a super fun game. Yeah. And it's a 1 o'clock game, so oh, is it? I won't be able to watch it, but that's okay. I'm sorry. Because I'm going to be in Orchard Park this weekend. Is this also Reason a 1 o'clock game? It's also a 1 o'clock game. That kind of sucks because then both teams play at 1, and then it's like the rest of the, the, rest of the games we have to just watch teams I don't care about. Yeah. Oh well. All but right. The other, what do you games, got? Though, the other games are games that you can just like sit there and laugh at the teams though because like True. they make up they make this dumb play or something or like something dumb happens to them. It's like like the kids from the Simpsons there they go, ha ha. Yeah, you don't like you're not you're not sitting here getting mad. Right. You know, so they do something bad or stupid that you don't like, it's you yeah, you don't have to be like, Oh son of a why oh, why did we do that? It's like no, I just just hoping for good uh, games. Okay. Just no blowouts, please. <laughs> just, just I right. want good games. Yeah. So the Bills will be welcome, welcoming the Steelers this weekend into Orchard Park at High Mark Stadium, where the Bills are a fourteen-point favorite right now. That's crazy. It's that not. Well, it's not a, crazy. Isn't the fact that like it can't happen, but like that's a lot of points. That is that. That is Vegas saying the Bills are going to take the back of their hand and just smack the. Living, whatever you want to call it, out of the Steelers. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call uh, <laughs> But I will be there. It will be a fun. It looks like the weather is actually going to hold up pretty nicely for us. It's going to be about, I think I saw 58 in sunny. Or maybe I'm talking about like a chance of a shower, but I don't think it's, I think I'm, Fingers crossed it doesn't happen, so should be a beautiful fall game. That's great fall football weather. Oh, yeah. So I am looking forward to that, and these are my three things to watch. Uh, I'm looking to see how much time Josh Allen will have in the pocket because the Steelers' defense uh, is a little bagged up, especially without having T.G. Watt there. I think the Steelers are going to have a little bit of trouble getting to Josh Allen, um, kind of something, you know, the Steelers gave up a lot of points in a short amount of time to the Jets with Zach Wilson as a quarterback. Um, I would think this Bills offensive line, which I think is a little better this year than when they were last year, uh, should be able to keep Josh Allen nice and clean until he until Josh goes to slide or something or whatever uh, because he's taking off for fun. Uh, the, the Steelers are, in fact, 0-7 without T.J. Watt on the field. That is true. So, this team so, is uh, drastically worse without him <laughs> for some reason. Like one player, right? That's crazy. Yeah, that is it. it is nuts. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking to see what, you know, what, you know, what the increase of increased amount of time is for Josh Allen in the pocket uh, with this Bills offense. Uh, next, I'm looking at these defense pass rush. Um, just I'm hoping they just make an utter mess of Kenny. Kind of picket um just make him uncomfortable make the Steelers question why they decided to start him against the top tier defense um great great week to throw him in <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would be, i think it'd be more fun for mr Trubisky to come up, come and start for buffalo like, against buffalo because it'd been like a reunion thing like it'd been a little nice little storyline there but 
I still think the Bills would have had their day with Trubisky. Um, so hopefully they can still have their day with Pick- with Pickett. To be uh, fair, I, they might get to play with both. Like it's very possible. I mean, it, there's a potential for that. I, I don't think I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to be that kind of coach. Probably not. That he flip flops all the time, but you never know. Because if the if Pickett's having if he just tanks really bad, and like you got to be like, okay, save this kid now before right. he destroys his career, then I can see that happening. Um, Kenny Pickett is mobile though. Very. Or Trubisky is not. Like that was what helped the Steelers, I think, get into the back end of the ball game last week against the Jets. I think he had two rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, he did throw three or four interceptions. So he completed uh, all of his passes. Yeah, he, he completed. Th- he all completed of them. seven passes to his own teammates and three to the other. <laughs> he complete. He threw ten passes and they all touched somebody's and they all hands. Touched, yeah. So that's He's impressive. Accurate. Yeah, he's a hundred percent completion percentage right now. It's impressive. <laughs> I I think that's an important point though with the mobility, because like if they if he didn't show that last week, like the Bills, I don't think would have expected to practice for mobility. Mm-hmm. You know, they they would. I think they would have expected you know maybe a little bit of mobility, but right. mostly been practicing for the pass. But now it's like oh, he he's he can move. So let's like kind of right. just take what we did against Lamar and like probably instill a lot of those same things with the Steelers, right? Which they you know they'll be using Tavon Austin um, to mimic Kenny Pickett a little bit, like they did use him for Lamar Jackson uh, this week during practice. So um, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing you know just having fun in the stadium and seeing all the just the loud noises and all the signs up on the screen that say sack interception. <laughs> Throw rundowns. Give me a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my second one. Uh, and then last one, I'm just kind of curious here to see what the, if, it, if this ends up being the the matchup um, receiver, you know, corner combo here is uh, two rookies, little George Pickens versus Kyrie Elam. Um, obviously, Christian Benford is still out. He's going to be out for a few more weeks still with the broken hand head surgery. Uh, Dane Jackson played outstanding for coming back after a neck, neck injury or whatever, you know, how in detail the injury was, but still something happened. And, you know, he was, I think it's amazing when he came back and played the way he did. Um, but Kyrie Elam is just there. And he's, I think he's doing a phenomenal job as a rookie. I think it's similar to, you know, you can look at, you know, look at Elam versus uh, Tyreek Woolen. I think they're both doing very well for what they you know, were drafted and put put in place, and um, it just makes me giddy that we don't have Trey White yet. Right? Like he's just he's just he's just there waiting. Like I think he so he clears IR this week and can and can come back mm-hmm. now, but they don't. But the Bills are really taking it slow with him and just making sure that he's they want to get him up to speed. They want to get his body back into shape, you know, because. Obviously, he wasn't going full speed during training camp and stuff like that. But, like, I could tell you how bad the ACL was. Like, yeah. You know, for someone. You know, Been out for a while. Yeah. Not so, every hopefully. ACL tear is equal. That's for sure. Right. Sometimes you can come back in, like, eight months. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. Yeah. You still, like, full so, year plus. I definitely don't expect him this week, and I think the Bills have already said that, but I'd be looking forward to possibly next week against Kansas City, maybe. or He's probably fighting to come back for that one. Or we see him potentially uh, after the bye week against uh, Green Bay. So That would probably be the smarter choice. Right. The more, so, the more fiery choice would be to have him back for Kansas City. Right. But you might but want to be more smart than that. It doesn't seem like the Bills are going to push it, like they they talked about making sure he's 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 making sure he's ready before they put him on the field. So there's a good thing about that. But I'm looking looking forward to this Pickens versus Pickens versus Elam. Um, I would assume, excuse me, that Deontay Johnson is going to be kind of covered with uh, Dane Jackson for the most part. I don't think I'm missing any other big Steeler names, Steeler receiver names. Yeah, Claypool's been like non-existent. So. Oh yeah, I forgot he's still there. I was thinking yeah. Juju. I was thinking Juju, but I'm like, no, he's at Kansas City now. Like, it's not. 
that's not a thing anymore. So I feel like Claypool is just I, I don't know. I think that's I don't know if that's like a thing with because they've had Mitch Trubisky. Right. I, I, like, it's I just like the whole wide receiver core has been kind of crap, man. Like I don't know. Right. Like Deontay Johnson's been a pretty solid one, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like Claypool and Pickens, they're kind of like going back and forth between the two, and neither one of them, neither one has like been impressing. Right. Like Pickens obviously had the like amazing one-handed catch, but like mm-hmm. outside of that, um, yeah, it's been kind of mid. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, this pass rush for the defense, obviously, you know, we got Najee Harris, got to worry about him a little bit, but I think the Bills have done pretty good against pretty good running back, so not entirely worried about that. Uh, so a couple other points here that I'm looking at for this game that I'll keep an eye on. Um, something that I kind of already mentioned in when we did the recapping with the, with the Ravens was the Bills continuing to use the quick screen passes as part of the running game. I still expect them to keep doing that. I think it's something that's working tremendously. Um, it just lets the Bills players get the most opportunity in space. And especially Singletary, when they put him out there and he's in space like that, he's done really well. Um, side note, back to last week's game. Um, at the end of the game there, they talked. I've heard a lot of people talk about how the Ravens made the choice to tackle Singletary to keep him out of the end zone. And then, you know, then they should have just let him score. Right. Because then you get I don't the ball think back that was, some time. Right. I don't think that was the Ravens choosing to tackle him short of the goal line. I think that was Singletary stopping. I mean, it's hard. It looked like he, it looked like he stopped and, like, fell because he knew he didn't want to cross that goal line. Right. Like, it was, to me, I saw it as player smarts, like player wits of knowing stop before the goal line because now you can control the clock and finish the game. Like, if he wanted to get in, I'm pretty sure he could at that point, especially with the O-line pushing behind him. But I think that's the first thing you'll notice is the O-line is not pushing him from behind. Mm -hmm. Like, it was literally just Singletary making the decision if he's going to push forward by himself or if he's just going to go down. If they were trying to score... Yeah, I'll the offensive line, Josh Allen would be getting in there trying to push. Like everyone would be pushing. Right. No, that was yeah, that was obviously that was definitely a, a decision on the offense's part. For sure. Um so besides the their unique running game that they come up with came up with this year with Ken Dorsey, uh, I'm also gonna get keeping on uh, on Gabe Davis. Um I feel like since the injury it's been he's been a little iffy. Um obviously he was trying to get you know, battle the elements in Miami, battling the weather in Baltimore. It's a little tough to be still healing and then be put in a situation where it's not ideal to be able to play the ball that you are good at. Um, so I think this week is a good week for him to be fully healthy. And I'm really excited to see what he can do just going off on the Steelers secondary. Um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick is back there, you know, probably going to be doubling up on Diggs is not with me, would be my guess. Um, so that should hopefully alleviate some pressure for Gabe Davis to be able to do what he does best and let Josh just throw the ball deep um, in front of that home field crowd. So I'm really look, looking forward to see what uh, seeing what Gabe can do. Because I feel like I feel like Allen pressure. Uh, like focuses on digs because of the connection they have. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it works. I don't know if it's just, just me or if other people are saying this, but it seems like digs just gets tired during the game. Like, because Alan targets him so much, like Diggs is obviously going to do what he can to help this team win. But it's like, Josh, take a break and throw it to somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like to know his target count. That's for sure. Right, it's definitely up there. Yeah, like I'm sure catches are too. But I mean, like especially at the, in the first half, because the, mm-hmm. the, they were just trying to get something going against the Ravens. Oh, and for sure. Who's he going to go to to get something going? Obviously, yeah. Diggs. So like yep. it felt like every, like almost every other throw was yeah. felt like it was going towards Diggs. Mm-hmm. Whether that was on purpose or it was just kind of like no one else is open. Let's just see what my boy can do. 
Right. I mean, it, yeah, I can understand why he might be a little tired, especially just, you know, coming off of the Miami game oh, and a tough sure. one against the Ravens. Dude's working right. out there right now. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to oh, let yeah. his man down, you know? No, he's, he's just, uh, he's, his team's grinding, and it's uh, grinding very well. Yeah, especially without uh, having Gabe out there the past couple right. games, too. For sure. So, favorite bet of the week. Uh, I think this is a fantastic bet. Um, the fact that this is, is plus money is insane. Right? <laughs> like, I feel like I should go lock this in right now. <laughs> so, my favorite bet this week for the Bills at the Steelers, or Steelers at the Bills, um, is Bills' total points in the second half over 14.5 points is currently at plus 112. I mean, the only fantastic. thing I can think of is the reason that's plus money. Right. Is because they might be expecting the Bills to put the second the second team in there at that point. It's a possibility. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It, the Bills are obviously an extremely heavy second half team. As we've seen through the first four weeks, like they love to just come on in the second half, both the offense and defense. Like the Bills have done so well adjusting Mm -hmm. at halftime this year, and it's just great to see. Yeah. You kind of saw it a little bit last year when they came out against the Bucks in that game, making that one competitive in the second half. Right. Force it to overtime and just losing a heartbreaker. So your, your final lines here, just to clear things up, you got the Seahawks as five-point underdogs heading to New Orleans under 46, and you have 14-point uh, underdogs with the Steelers and Buffalo, and your over-under there is 46 and a half. 46 and a half. Mm-hmm. And that will wrap up our show, folks. We appreciate your time every single week to tune into this either on your favorite podcasting platform or over on YouTube. And when you take the time to hit the follow button, the subscribe button, the notification button, all of those buttons, if you click it, we just appreciate every single one of those clicks. At least when it's to follow and to subscribe and not to unfollow or unsubscribe. Absolutely. Just, just, the, just the one way around, all right, just to make that <laughs> perfectly clear. And if you are trying to find us on social media, it's at Durf and Dylan. And if you're looking for the podcast, it's Fans of the Weast on all of your favorite platforms. So thank you again. Yeah. Go Hawks. Go Bills. <laughs>